Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode lucky number seven. Attention, Scoob Believers. Grab your audience by the eyeballs with eye-catching logo animations. Give your brand the visual enhancement it needs to thrive in a digital world. Go to topbizdesign.com where excellence meets design. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoobalievers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello, Scoob Lever, and welcome to another episode of The Undiscovered Entrepreneur. This is your host, DJ Scoob, <laughs> coming at you live from whatever device you happen to be listening to. So today we got something really, really special for you. We are talking to a man that I like to call the Honey Man of Romania. That's right, he is a beekeeper. Now, he uh, really gives some fantastic stories about his career in beekeeping. And he's only actually had the business itself for three months, but it's been in his family for five whole generations and possibly even more. We'll listen to how his family actually gave him the choice of whether to be a beekeeper or to continue his studies about sales and marketing. Also, he has a fantastic story about believing in yourself while talking to one of his best mentors. And I got to tell you, this story resonated with me, resonated with my heart and everything that I believe in. So it's really something to really play co- pay close attention to. Also, we'll listen to how his uh, logo kind of gave him a little bit of difficulty and the struggles he had kind of giving up his logo for something that the market said would work a lot better. Also, right at the very end, this is amazing. He gives you a complete breakdown of what the labels mean on all the different types of honeys there's out there. So definitely listen for that. So... Without further ado, let's listen to the honey man of Romania, Dragos. Salutations, school believers, and we're here again with another amazing entrepreneur. We are here with Dragos. Hey, Dragos. Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. We're amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, I have a really kind of serious question to ask you. Okay, you ready? Go ahead. All right. Are you a school believer? Absolutely. I'm so happy to be a school believer. All right. Great. We have our next school believer, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Dragos. Now, Dragos has a business, hasn't been open for very long. And uh, 
Dragos, we're going to have you tell us a little bit about your business, a little bit about yourself, and how long you've actually been doing it. Uh, right. So um, thank you very much for having me here, by the way. Um, it's uh, it's uh, my business is a family business. So my my uh, from my father's side and the family has been beekeepers for about five generations, if not more. Uh, we cannot track it and backdate it more than this, uh, but uh, definitely more than five generations. Um, they've produced this amazing honey for so many years, and they've always sold it to to big industries, especially in Germany. Um, the honey is produced mainly in Romania, and uh, Romania is a very green country and it's very pure. Uh, it doesn't have many fields that contain pesticides and antibiotics. It's not an industrial country, so th- th- there's not much pollution going on. Uh, so the honey is really, really good quality. So. Recently, after graduating and after a few years uh, into sales, a uh, sales career, uh, my parents had a very nice conversation with me and they uh, gave me a choice. They said, look, you've, you've, uh, you've worked in sales uh, quite a few years. You've uh, graduated a finance degree. Um, and now we just wanted to put another option for you out there. And uh, we'd like to for you to continue family business and actually commercialize our products and take our amazing products on the market. And, you know, it would be a shame not to. And it's up to you, really, if you would like to pursue a corporate career or one in sales or to uh, take care of a startup like this. Particularly speaking about me, um, I was uh, born in Romania, grew up in Italy um been living in london for the last few years and yep i i think i'm just a very metropolitan child all right that's amazing hey i'm uh one thing i'd like to touch on really quick is the fact that your parents actually gave you a choice of to do one thing or the other i know a lot of parents out there are saying this is the family business you're going to do this and you don't have a choice that's just the way it is it's nice that they kept an open mind about things and said okay you can do this or you can do this and it sounds like you made the right choice dragos Thank you very much. I, I really think that my parents wanted me to uh, have a specific age before giving me that choice. Uh, I'm 30 years, 30 years old now, and they wanted me to live life a little bit, you know, to, to go through work, to work in retail, to, to, to do whatever I was passionate about, to, to finish my studies and see if maybe, for example, in my case, corporate finance or the banking industry, which I was very oriented towards, was, you know, something that I was inter- really interested in. And they always wanted me, though, to, you know, I've always, I've grown up with, with bees and I know everything about them. So they always wanted me to, to take over, but they've never mentioned it. Up until recently, they have never mentioned it. And I think, yes, I, I completely agree with you. I think that's that's very important from a parenthood perspective. All right. That's great. I was about to ask you what made you start, you wanted to start your business, but since it's a family thing, it just kind of was in your blood, it sounds like. Um, I, I would say yes. And I would also have to say that it's the people that I've surrounded myself with uh, over the years and some things that happened. I'd like to tell you a story, uh, a, a small story, if you don't mind, about believing in yourself. So uh, a while back, I've met a gentleman called David. He was part of the, um, he was a treasurer uh, here in Great Britain, uh, retired. And he was really impressed with my excitement and me just wanting to be everywhere and meet everybody and talk and learn. And this was in a place in Rome, in, in this hotel that that I was working for uh, the English church back then. In the evening, uh, he one evening, he saw that I was uh, very anxious and he asked me, why? And I said, I have a, I have a, a finance uh, exam the next day at the university in Rome back then and talked finance a lot. And, and he knew I, I kind of, I, I dominated a subject. And he was like, why are you anxious? Though? I was like, I, I don't think I believe in myself. We used to play chess together a lot, right? So 
we, we sat down at the, at the table. This is one of the most beautiful and motivating stories for me ever. We sat down and we played this game of chess and, and he beat me. <laughs> but he, he, he did something very, very interesting. At the end of the game, he just put two, uh, two pawns on the, on the chessboard and he took one of them and said, Dragovich, my friend, you're an incredible human being, but I want you to remember something, that even this pawn can become a queen. And I know, you know, for me, it was such a deep thing. He was trying to say that you have to believe in yourself no matter what, that no matter what, you know, you, you can accomplish everything. You, you can, you have that strength to accomplish whatever you want in your life. You just have to want it. You just have to, to push. You just have to keep doing what you're doing uh, and to believe more in yourself. God, that's such an amazing, I wrote that down. <laughs> I got to tell you, even this pawn can become a queen. That that in itself is just even motivation for me saying that I no matter what I could do, even I'm even if I'm the smallest per person in this, I, if I work hard enough and I believe in myself, I can become king, queen, whatever your perception is. Um, that is just some great words right there. Another very, very interesting case that I'd like to mention is uh, another very, very motivating person for me uh, for especially for this honey business uh, was a director of Deloitte, which I can't mention. Um, he was he was very, you know, very, very interesting. Uh, the, the case, he's a, a friend. And when we were talking at first about me opening this business, he's always been there to advise me to give me the, you know, the right advices about my, my life and stuff like that. And when I told him about my doubts about, you know, taking a corporate career, or should I should I, you know, involve myself in, in something that I'm passionate about and something that I love. And he looked at me and said, I don't understand why you're even thinking about it. You're, you're giving yourself the answer. That's what people look for a lifetime. They, they want to get a job where they understand it. They do it happily and they're very passionate about. And I wish I could be in your place because my choice would be quite, quite straightforward. And at that time, I didn't, I didn't take it as a, as a very important thing. But thinking about it during the months uh, uh, that passed by, it became more and more uh, relevant to me that it was a person, a very accomplished person that made so much and had an amazing career that told me, if I were you, I wouldn't think twice to be happy and to do something that I love uh, since such a young age. So again, that's that's another, you know, it, it's it's the people around me that slowly kind of formed me into believing in myself and and saying, let's do this. Let's, let's have this amazing journey. That's amazing. That's fantastic. I've uh, read in several different places, the top five people that you surround yourself with is, is the average of what you, what and who you are. So it sounds like you had some great people to surround yourself with family and the, a couple of mentors and to get point you in the direction uh, that you want to go and say, Hey, this is really good for you. You need to accomplish this. And it sounds like you're heading the right direction there. Absolutely. I'm going to transition something a little bit different. Um, what are some of the pitfalls or problems that you've had starting your business? I mean, I, I know you haven't been uh, very long in your business, but I know that you've kind of had some hangups and problems. Can you explain them to me? Right. So we only started three months and a half ago. We, we started the end of February this year um, after, you know, the pandemic and, and the pandemic is still ongoing after Brexit as well, which is something that, you know, I'm, I live in London and Brexit in terms of import export of honey, it was quite significant uh, for me to, to open a business in the middle of a pandemic after Brexit, uh, new laws, everything changed. So th that was definitely a lesson that, that was definitely a, a big problem. Uh, but more significant, I think, is the journey, I think. Uh, and I wouldn't call them problems. And I'm going to get to that in a second. I when I first started this business, one of the big lessons that I have had was 
going back and having to change my mind about things. So uh, when, when I first started a business, it was three of us. It was me and my best friend and uh, a business partner. I was I was very very indecided about things. I, I I designed a logo that I really liked. I was so happy about this logo. And my best friend, who was a who he is still now, he's he's still my best friend. He's a very big entrepreneur. Uh, he was not very involved, right? So he was not very involved in the business. He was trying to just be there, accepting whatever I did. He was just okay with it because she just wanted the business. For him, it was more investment rather than a partnership. And it was very hard for me to to go through that. The other business partner though came in. Uh, a little bit later and you know she reevaluated what we've done up until that point and she said look the logo is absolutely amazing i love it as well but do you mind if we do market marketing test and I, was, I was like okay it was something new for me to to go through but i like the logo it's, it's my logo i've, I've designed it it's, it represents me and she said i love it as well let's still have have this this survey and and see what people think about it and we've done a survey and we've we've created another nine different logos and 90% of people went from the logo that we have now. It was so hard for me to, to you know, I had business cards printed. That's one of the first things I did actually has, you know, so excited about my new business that I, I print business cards. And and I had this, this amazing hoodie with with my my logo on it. Um, and having to go back, you know, the website was half halfway through with the logo design and everything. And it was, and, and the colors, and it was very, very hard to, to, to accept the fact that data was more important than than what I wanted data was is the guiding principle especially when you're building a new business you have to accept what the customers want not what you want you have to find a common ground with your customers and that, that was very very important lesson for me to learn um in terms of my friend it, eventually we had to we had to split ways we have to part ways because i needed someone to help i needed someone to work with rather than me doing things by myself and just having some sort of financial support. That was, again, another very important lesson. I, I keep saying lesson because I think in business, there, there, there are no mistakes. I, I think the, the word mistake should not be used in business because everything is a lesson. Uh, you learn from everything. You fail a business. You declare bankruptcy. You open another business. You are more experienced. You are more solid. You know more. Uh, you fail again. No problem. You've learned even more now. It, eventually, the more you fail, the less chance of failing you have so failing is actually a positive thing it, it just makes you bounce back stronger than before every time you fall in a in, in a hole walking down the street if you fall in one meter hole it's going to hurt a lot the next time you walk and you fall in into again you're just going to jump in it the, the third time you're going to avoid it because you already know what it is you know how deep it is you know you know everything about that hole right and if the next time you, you keep walking down that street you find an even deeper hole that's fine. You're just going to go through it and do the same process. Eventually, you're going to avoid all of them because you know kind of where do they appear in, you know, the form and shape and circumstances of how do you create. It's just kind of the self-defense that you get. I call it learning process. And I'm very proud of that. That's Yeah, that's a important. A lot of people put a lot of negativity into the word failure and what it actually they perceive it as where entrepreneurs like us, we take those as learning uh, opportunities. So we don't make that same mistake yet. So if we start another one, we don't, we don't make that same mistake again, because we've already been through that. We already know what the causes of it and the aftermath of it is. We don't want to experience that again. So we know what to do with that instead of fail is to get past that, learn from it, 
and succeed on the other side of it. You want to fail as fast as possible so you can learn from it as fast as possible so you can start your business up as fast as possible. I, I agree with you there. Failure is uh, is an important part of what we do. We almost celebrate failure. A lot of society right now does not celebrate failure. They think failure is really such a bad thing. So you make a great point, Drago. So I really appreciate that. So um, it sounds like to me, you've had plenty of influences in your life from business partners to people that you've talked to, to books that you've read. Do you have anybody specific that you'd like to kind of say that really influenced you, that keeps you moving forward, uh, keeps you looking forward there? I think it's a journey, uh, really, that 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 matters. I think it's it's everybody, really. It, who I am today is because of all the people that I've, I've had around me. Uh, something very, very important, though, I have to say, is that I have been educated by my amazing family to stick with the people that inspire me, to have around me people that inspire me, people that can can always uplift me, that when I do a mistake, they can tell me how big the mistake was and help me get out of it, not uh, be there, you know, going like, oh, it's going to be fine. That that's, that's, that's an easy path. You need, sometimes when you do mistakes, you need someone to tell you that how bad you've messed up things. Uh, and then they can they can tell you how you can improve, rather than um, so I, I I really think it's 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 this ability of surrounding yourself with the right people. I, I think that's that's a key point. Surrounding yourself with the right people that that's an amazing uh, key point. So in terms of inspirations, yes, I could say I'm very very uh, impressed. For example, with Elon Musk because uh, he is a, a futurist, and uh, I consider myself to be a futurist as well. So he, he could definitely be an influence, but he's a very, very far away influence. I would not say that what I'm doing is because of him. It's lovely, though, to, to see the headlines of the new adventure uh, great entrepreneurs are embarking themselves into, right? So he's, he's like the sideline story that I like to hear from time to time and being like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm happy you are succeeding. I, I, you know, it means I'm doing something good as well because I'm trying to to have the same sort of behavior and 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 patterns of always improving myself, of trying something new, of risking but not completely risking like ninety percent because without risk you can't you, you can't you know without investing yourself into something you cannot succeed. Right, right. Um, I wonder if if maybe Elon Musk could take some of your bees up to space and see if they act differently or make better honey. Right, we call it space honey. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I want to really touch on that, that, uh, really means a lot to me is I, have you ever heard of the word candor? Do you know what that means? Um, no, I apologize. Okay. No, that's okay. What candor is, is actually what you just explained to me just a couple minutes ago, how somebody could tell you something, Hey, this isn't working, but you can change it to make it right. That that's basically the definition of candor. If you look in or read the book, creativity, Inc., Creativity Inc. is a book about the Pixar story and Pixar and how they make their movies and the research they go into it. They rely a lot of candor, open conversations, uh, no hurt feelings. And because of candor, they're able to make these amazing movies. And it sounds like to me that the people that you hang around with as far as inspirations do a lot of candor. And then I just wanted to make sure that you knew what that meant. And that's a very positive way of saying they're saying something negative. So that's kind of the way I kind of think of it. So well, thank you very much. It's, 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 it sounds, sounds amazing. I actually want to read the book now. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing book. It's a lot of fun, too. Of course, it's Pixar, so it's going to be a lot of fun. 
So I know you've only been really doing this for a couple of three or three, four months, but when will you know that you've made it? When do we, will you get to that point where you say, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to happen in my life. What does that look like to you? I think I can reconnect it to something I said slightly uh, a few minutes ago. I think I've done it already. I've, I've understood now, thanks to my friends, that I have done it already. I have chosen uh, to do what I love with passion and dedication. And I wake up in the morning and I know I can do a change. I know that my decisions can, can influence people's lives. They can make them better. And I think I want to do this for the rest of my life. So I, it's weird to wake up in the morning and be happy. And, and be satisfied and have your coffee in the morning and, you know, see the sunshine and, and be like, this is it. This is, this is beautiful. This is amazing. And I want to continue like this every day for the rest of my life. I think it's, this question, question is, is very, very interesting because I think it's, it's uh, relative to where, you know, everyone finds, can answer that question in so many different ways. But I think being able to acknowledge happiness without having to go through pain is, is, is amazing. Have, reaching that moment in life where you, you just accept that you are happy and you accept that your condition is optimal and you could always improve, always improve and always space for that, but you can be happy without having to suffer first. Um, I've, I've, I've read books and I've heard a lot of stories where uh, you know, Jack Ma and many other entrepreneurs, they became so successful because they suffered. I don't think you need to go through that suffering uh, and through pain. It, it's not a must in business to go through that pain or that suffering to be happy. So, yep, I, I think I'm, I'm there and I'm, I'm so happy to, to be here and, and do exactly what I'm doing. And I hope I honestly, I can do this for the rest of my life. That's awesome. I, I hope like in three and a half months, I could say I've I'm where I've made it. <laughs> I'm so glad for you that you found your your place in such a short amount of time and hopefully it'll last forever for you. Or, you know, or at least until you pass on the next generation of beekeepers. Thank you. <laughs> so let's say, for example, that you met someone or you met somebody on the street and they wanted to do a business similar to or, or the same as yours. Would you give them any advice or is there any help that you would give them or anything like that? The, the beautiful thing about bees is that they live in colonies. They help each other. No matter what, they always help each other. So I think that, especially when, when we talk about honey, let me tell you a story about this one. So basically, you can produce a different type of honey from every single flower. So every new flower that you have can make, if, if the bees collect pollen from or a nectar from just one flower, that's going to be one type of honey. Now, if it collects it from two different types of flowers, and you can imagine already the combinations you can have there, that's already a new type of honey with a new flavor, with a new everything, right? Now, consider the, how many flowers you have on the planet and the combinations that you can have in between all of them and the variations you can have, right? So honey is beautiful because it has variety. And in order to achieve all this beautiful variety, bees work together. Now, that's what I would do if I would meet a person that would like to, to, to build a business like mine. I would probably help them all the way through, I think beekeepers help each other on a daily basis and that's that's how they operate if they need an extra hive if, if they need help with collecting the honey they're always there to help each other i think it's um advice is I, i'd probably tell them to be resilient and to try and respect the bees and not go for profit because honey is an amazing product and it, it's it can be lucrative 
but it needs dedication. It, it needs time. It needs patience. Uh, beekeeping, the beekeeping activity takes takes years to master. Uh, sometimes generations to, to you know to uh, be able to to have a very successful uh, beekeeping business. If you don't have profit in mind, I think it's an amazing adventure, and they should just be resilient uh, and truthful to themselves and respectful of the environment and the bees. And they're going to be very, very successful and they're going to be happy. They're going to be accomplished. They're going to feel that um, they are doing something amazing uh, every day, hopefully like myself. That's fantastic. I really think we could learn something from bee colonies. I mean, in a personal level, uh, a lot of people don't want to help each other. They're afraid. Oh, he's competition. I'm not going to help him or anything like that. Where, I mean, guys like you and me, we want to help people out. We're not so much worried about the profit. The profit's kind of like an afterthought. I mean, having that special feeling that you've helped somebody accomplish a goal or be where they want to be and you are a part of it, that has its own types of rewards in, in your heart. And I think that's really more important than having any kind of amount of cash. I mean, yeah, that's what it's really all about. All right. So I'm going to give you a little different scenario here. So say I, uh, I'm at walmart or i'm at a store or some kind of boutique or something like that and i see your your awesome logo on <laughs> on some uh, uh honey product but i also see two more that are like sitting right next to it what do you think would actually set your product apart from say these other two so first of all if the quality is the same it's definitely going to be uh, a matter of taste of the honey. Uh, even if it's the same type of tree, there are still going to be some small variation based on the content of water that they have in at uh, the moment, how quickly they were collected, the honey was collected during the harvest, uh, which region of, for example, if it's in Europe, if you collect the honey from the UK, uh, the Akacha honey from the UK, or if you collect the Akacha honey from, for example, Greece, gonna, there's going to be slight differences in taste and texture. That's first of all very very important to understand. Even in the United States, if you if you collect the same honey from the same flower from two uh, completely different states, one from the east and one from the west, then you will feel uh, differences there. That's not all though. So our honey is 100% raw, organic, and natural. We do not uh, give them any antibiotics. We do not give them uh, any additives we we don't have any corn syrup and this is a very very big issue in the industry a lot of beekeepers add uh, corn syrup to the honey to for profit and this literally takes away the the quality of the honey you're not eating honey anymore you're actually taking fructose and sucrose and that's it It, you don't have that many vitamins left uh while we do we also don't uh, our bees are in the middle of a very, very big Akacha forest, for example. We don't have any, uh, on a five kilometers radius, we don't have any fields that are being cultivated with anything. So no pesticides are being used whatsoever. So it's 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 100% raw and pure. We don't filter it. We only cold filter it, which doesn't necessarily imply an actual filter. So what we do is we let it two days to stay after the harvest uh, in, in very large containers to let all the impurities come up top and we just collect the impurities up top and that's it so the, the honey is actually 100 raw nobody nobody touched it at any point we don't reheat it and we then put it straight away into jars uh, the beautiful thing about akacha honey which is our main product as you might have understood is that it's liquid for it's the the, um, the honey that keeps the liquid form the longest almost a year uh, so it allows us to actually put it straight in into jars without reheating it uh, before it crystallizes right um now in terms of the actual labels so if if i were to be um a customer going to, to Walmart and, and just, you know, going to a supermarket, 
for example, and uh, looking at the labels, there's a lot of things that someone has to educate themselves on. And I'm, I'm going to try and, and pinpoint some quick facts there. So first of all, raw in uh, the trade industry, sometimes it actually it's prohibited to say it's raw honey because honey should be raw. Its natural form is raw honey. But unfortunately, more and more businesses like myself, we're using it because um, natural honey, if you read natural honey on a jar, it means it's natural, but it doesn't, that does not mean that it cannot contain water, for example, or water with corn syrup. Corn syrup is, is natural. It comes from corn, right? And, and many, many other additives that you can add, they're all natural. So the, the, the honey is natural, because it, but it can contain natural elements, right? So natural does not mean it's not processed. Organic honey tends to have certification. So certification of organic honey uh, means that, for example, there's no pesticides around where the bees are collecting the honey. Uh, the soil has been tested for pollution and it's green light. We say green light in the, in the beekeeping industry in, in Europe which means it's not polluted by factories, by smog, by, you know, by uh, other elements that could harm the honey itself and the bees. Um, the containers have to be in a ceramic or aluminum uh, plastic, could release microplastics in the honey and deteriorate the quality. And then you have biological. Now, biological honey refers not to the honey itself, but to the process that of, of creation of the honey, that it, it's left to the bees to do it the way they normally do it. It's not altered in any way. It's not processed in any way. It's more, it, it talks more about the, the way the honey has been produced rather than about the honey itself. Last and very, uh, but not, not less important, is the fact that uh, blend, the word blend, blended or non-blended honey. Now, blended honey, and Europeans should learn something from the United States here, is in Europe, is intended as a mixture of honeys by the public, but it's wrong because blended honey, many times you find blend of EU and non-EU honeys. Now, the moment you blend EU honeys with non-EU honeys, non-EU honeys are non-regulated, so they can contain very large quantities of corn syrup, water, pesticides, antibiotics. So the moment you mix very good European honey that's been tested and everything with amounts of honey that is very bad quality, again, you're doing the same thing. It's cheating, basically, the, the system. Now, the United States is something very, very interesting a couple of years back, uh, which was to state by law that if you find the word blended honey, it automatically intends additives and mainly corn syrup. So by law, if you read blended honey, it blended will imply the addition of additives of other sugars, water and sugar or corn syrup, for example. Yeah, so I, I would really probably, let's see, what I would buy is raw honey biologically produced in the United States or in Europe, right? In a regulated country that comes from a regulate, where the honey is regulated, not a blend, pure honey, straight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it straight from the, uh, the honey man's mouth here. That's where you want to go if you want the best honey in the round. So thank you for explaining that to us. That's a lot of great information. I'm sure if anybody's going to have any questions about honey, you're the guy to go to. So <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask you a different question here just real quick. Is there one question you wish I would have asked you that I didn't? Ah, tough one. Yeah. Um, what's the most important lesson that I've learned from this journey? That's a good question. I like that. So I'm going to officially ask that question. So. Oh my, oh my, okay. Uh, right, so the most important lesson for me, I really, I really think it's to believe in yourself. 
I, I really think having no doubts is the most important thing in business. It's not about that. It's about testing. It's about the journey. The journey is the most important thing. And if you don't believe in yourself, the journey is going is, is gonna to have uh, many pit stops. It's going to be difficult. Um, you're going to doubt yourself. You're going to stop. Your product will reflect all of that. If you believe in yourself, though, and you believe that you can do it no matter what because you're working on it and you're learning along the way, you, you're always improving. And if you do a mistake, you, you accept it. You don't, you don't dwell on it. You don't feel sorry about it. You, you accept it. Uh, if you've offended somebody, for example, sending a customer a jar of honey with a dirty lid or with a bended label or you've offended a business partner, you have to apologize and you have to go back and make sure that doesn't repeat itself again. So I really think it's, it's the way you face this journey and, and being truthful to yourself. I think that's the way to be successful in this, in this kind of business. All right. That's a great answer to a question that you came up with. Oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, one of my main questions here, and this is one of my favorites, what are your goals, say, within the next six months? If you had six months to look ahead, what is your goal? Right. So I actually have uh, three main goals. It's I, I do set up goals for myself. I have three main goals. Uh, my main goal for, for the time being is to acquire a partnership with uh, an amazing netball team from the Vitality Netball Super League uh, in, in the UK, London Pulse. London Pulse is an amazing netball team that has a culture of well-being and they try to help a lot of young children to dedicate themselves to sports. Uh, I think sports are very noble. Uh, having having sports in your life since early early age is very very important. It forms you. It makes you be more disciplined. It makes you understand teamwork. And I think all these values are reflected in this team. And I would really really uh, like to get this partnership. It would be absolutely amazing to be able to to partner my 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 honey business with this this incredible team. My second goal would be to introduce another two types of honey, like I was specifying before. Unfortunately. 90% of, of our harvests are acacia honey because of the, the amount of forests that we have of, of acacia trees, uh, which we're very happy for. Uh, grown, out, grown up in those in those forests, and it, it's incredible to see the product that I have in my hands that comes from those trees right now. But we would like to extend our product. So I definitely want to get at least another two types of honey in, in in the next six months. So that's definitely my second goal. My third goal is more bureaucratic, but I would really like to, to start shipping internationally. In particular, I'd really like to reach uh, other countries of the Commonwealth, like, for example, the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, not only not because it's the Commonwealth, but because of the geographical variety of the types of honeys that I've tasted from these countries and including, like, for example, uh, you know, Monica honey in, in Australia, and New Zealand, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Unfortunately, there's not much real Manuka honey around planet because it gets diluted a lot. And we have the facts, we have the statistics uh, to back that up. But I'm, I'm very, very impressed with the, the types of honey I've, I've tasted up until this point. And I would like to get my honey on these markets and have all of these people uh, see what we produce in Europe. And, and hopefully you can enjoy our products the same way they enjoy theirs. That's amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing your product on my Walmart shelves up here so I can actually taste your honey and see what that's all about. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, just real quick, um, American, what can I say? What is netball? Right. So netball is a was, was actually created straight after basketball, like straight afterwards. 
Um, it was a sport that initially was born in the UK to allow women to play basketball. Oh, okay. The rules, though, were changed very, very quickly. So there are many, many things changing about the, the, the size of the football pitch, players, the way it's played. So basically, players have to stay in their own uh, designated areas. They cannot get outside of it. So th there's a lot of team play there. You have to pass the ball. You know, in basketball, pass the ball, pass the ball, and nobody passes the ball, and then they don't score, or, and then, you know, uh, hell gets loose and everything. In netball, that cannot happen. That team team play is essential because they have to pass the ball. It's 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 absolutely incredible. Uh, it's it's a sport that's very very common uh, and very very popular in the United Kingdom, but especially in Australia and New Zealand. It's it's one of the main sports out there. There are more than twenty million women around the planet that play this sport, uh, which is which is absolutely incredible. I think. And again, going back to London Pulse, what I really think, what I really love about all this is that they create role models for, for young women. And I think this is amazing. They, they empower them. They, they allow young women to see players that have been very, very successful. They, they believe in themselves. They, they, they know how to team play. Uh, and also they are successful in secondary careers. Uh, and I've met some of the players at London Pulse and and they were absolutely astonishing. They finished degrees at Oxford University. They, they finished degrees at several important universities. They've had careers. They're having careers in investment banking, for example. But wow, they are yeah. professional football players. And this this tells a lot about the sport, about what what it what it gives you. And again, that's one of the main reasons I'm 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 so eager to to try and work with with uh, this uh, this netball team. That's amazing. I was afraid it was going to be something like when we say football over here football, soccer over there or something along those lines. So I just want to kind of clear that up and figure out what that was about. So I really appreciate the, uh, the explanation there. All right. So at this point, I want to uh, get to how do we get a hold of you? How do we get a hold of some of that honey if we can? And uh, this is your time to shine here, Drago. So let's hear it. Let, uh, let's get you to advertise yourself. Okay, go. Right, guys, you can find us at honeybeeandco.uk. Uh, we are a Cambridge-based honey business. Uh, we import honey from uh, all over Europe. We work with some, hopefully, uh, beekeepers from the UK. We're, we're trying to get these partnerships going, and we would like to, to sell honey, European honey, all over the world. You can find us under the same name, honeybeeandco.uk, on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn. You can reach us if you have questions, uh, and we'd be happy to, to have a conversation about honey uh, at any point. All right. That's great. And you know, this guy knows his honey because anybody that's watching this on the YouTube channel could look at the book behind him. It says the business with bees. So if, it, if he has a book like that right behind him there, you know, he knows what he's talking about. All right. So if anybody wants to get a hold of me, you can reach me at pianotangentertainment at gmail.com. If anybody has any other questions, uh, please contact me there. If you have a brand new business that's under a year new, please contact me. I'd love to talk to you and maybe we can do what me and Dragos just finished doing. All right. Dragos, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you having me here. Thank you for inviting me. It's been amazing. All right, great. Thank you, everybody. You have a great evening, okay? <laughs>
candor uh, once again is basically talking to somebody with an open mind and an open heart, even though it might be in a negative way, but it's all about being constructive with what you're actually saying and not so much being like mean about it or anything like that. So, and definitely look up that book. Creativity Inc. is actually one of my most favorite books and I've read it so many times. So definitely look that up and that more than likely will be in my online store. So check it out. Uh, Another thing that kind of struck me, kind of struck a chord for me too, is I'm really happy that Dragos really has gotten to his moment so quickly in life and to the point where he actually feels that he's made it. What a great feeling that's got to be to be able to say, I've made it to where I want to be. But I'm sure that he still has a ways to go. He still had goals for himself that he has actually decided to work on. And I'm sure he has more to come. And another thing, too, about how beekeepers actually work together. Uh, One thing that I was always worried about when I first started this was that nobody would ever help me because I'm competition. Like, I don't want him to succeed, so I'm not going to help him in any way, shape, or form. And and that really is not the case. I've come across so many people that are so willing to help me uh, learn and grow. Even though I might be competition, they still want to see me accomplish what I want to accomplish. So when you're out there doing what you're doing and you need help, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go out there and say, hey, can you help me with this? I have a question about this. Don't think that they're actually competition and they're going to tell you the wrong thing. I mean, there's probably people out there that are. But for the most part, you're going to run into people that are more than willing to help you accomplish what you want to do with your life and your business. Okay, so it's time for the next update of what's been going on with my speaking engagement look around for Chris Brogan here. And I decided to go outside of the people that were kind of giving us the uh, runaround as far as the AV equipment. So I went to a second AV equipment company. And they actually were pretty good about, you know, asking me what I needed and that kind of thing. And their price was actually about half of what the original AV equipment company that was attached to the convention center was for. That's good, um, but I'm still looking at about $12,000. So, God, that just still seems a lot to ask for um, any kind of investor to put together. So... Still doing my research, still looking for other alternatives and saving a little bit of money and possibly putting this together again. So I'll keep you updated on that. So as far as the show goes here, uh, if you want to contact me, you can reach me directly on Twitter at djscoop2021. Also, uh, if you want some tools or some things that might be able to help you in your entrepreneurial adventure, Please visit my store in my website, which is uepodcast.net. Visit the store and uh, you could see some books and some programs that can actually help you along. Also, if you can please help me with some of my algorithms so more people can listen to my show. Uh, If you're on iTunes, please give me a five-star review if you can honestly give me one. And if you can honestly give me a review, that would be fantastic. And if you give me any kind of review or five stars or anything along those lines, I will definitely mention you in my show. All right, everybody. Thank you for another amazing adventure for the day. And we will see you in two weeks. (laughs) Hello there. DJ Scoob here. 
And I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now. I've seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.